Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of all marketing school certification. Hello and welcome to Make an Impact Show, a podcast run by Creative Impact Co. Our mission is to help creatives grow their business, hone their marketing, and share their stories via outstanding content. Hello team and welcome back to the Make an Impact Show. My name is Fab and I'm your host. And as per usual, I am welcoming to our virtual sofa, the lovely Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi, Fab. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you very much. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Really looking forward to this chat with Kate. I really, yeah, really love her. It's so great to be able for us to actually introduce you to some of our members as well, because we don't get enough really time to do that. And being able to really spotlight people like Kate and her mission is the reason why we exist. So to me, every single time I manage to introduce you and talk to one of our members, I'm always very, very happy. And um, I mean, it's been a very interesting year for Kate. You'll hear that in our chat. And not just that, she also was the winner of the 2020, I should say, I was going to think about the year, Creative Impact Awards, which was really exciting. And so we really got the chance to talk to her a lot in the last couple of months. She was also in the latest issue of the magazine as well. So you actually had a chance, Amy, to ask her some specific questions really about her mission and what she's up to. And I think there's a lot that she's trying to do when it comes to really changing the perspective about fitness, especially when it comes to women's health and well-being. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think what she's doing is amazing. So she spreads the message on her social media, but then she's also been on TV. She's been alongside Joe Wicks. I think it was Sunday brunch she's been on. So her main message is that like fitness for women can be at any age. And so she specializes in um, fitness in women over 40. So she talks about the menopause, perimenopause, postmenopause, all that kind of thing and how women can embrace that but also kind of deal with the symptoms but stay as fit as possible and I just think kind of smashing taboos and just really speaking out about it is just yeah she's doing really great things in the space thank you so much I mean I would say I don't even know why I need to intro her right now because Amy did such a great job however I'm going to give you a bit more context thank you Amy 
so actually with this chat with Kate, we are gonna discuss exactly what Amy mentioned, how to make fitness relatable as well, but also how to gather a community around you and how to be open about honest struggles and hurdles when it comes to navigating uncertainty and changes in life. So it's really gonna be bringing up a lot of different questions and a lot of different emotions. And I am actually very grateful to Kate for being so honest about her journey. And I cannot wait for you to meet her. As Amy mentioned, she's also a personal trainer. She specializes really in helping women reach their fitness potential. So I really hope that she inspires you today. I really hope that this chat makes you think and maybe question some of the preconceptions that you have around fitness and what being fit and being happy and exercising means to you. All I can say is let's hear up from Kate. <laughs> We're currently live from our home office where our lovely Kate is currently hiding. <laughs> Hello, Kate. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> have, have we got the lock? Have we got the key? Are, are, we, are we all set up in our little bunker? We've got three doors that I have finally shut in order to hopefully get peace and quiet to talk to you. So we'll say that during lockdown number three, at the time of recording, things are going peachy. <laughs> Always peachy. Just keep smiling. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for being here with me to have a little of a chat. I'm really excited. No, well, so am I. And, and thank you because you guys are amazing and have been so supportive of my journey. So I'm really honoured to be here um, to chat to you today. Always cheerleading. I wish I had little pompons, but I don't. But imagine pompons shaking right now. If that... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, what we started doing a couple of shows ago, we just started to introducing some icebreaker questions, which they're maybe not as, you know, as important when we know people already, but especially for newer peeps, it's kind of fun. So I thought, you know, like, let's keep it going. It went really well. So you're going to be yet to one of our guinea pigs. Are we Great. ready? Three quick fire questions. Okay. Cool. Okay. You want to put like your, your fake little headset on? All right. My first question for you, Kay, is what is... The first job that you had, and what did you learn from it? Okay, so the first job that I had was, I was actually, it was before I went traveling when I was about 16, 17. And actually I had, you know, I had two jobs at the same time to make enough money so that I could go traveling around the world. So my parents were gonna buy me a ticket, which in those days, obviously a long time ago, seven flights to different countries was a lot cheaper um actually it might happen again who knows when they open the boundaries to get everyone traveling um so I worked in a pub and I worked as a, a nanny for a single mum who had three kids who needed my help first thing in the morning and last thing at night and I think what I learned from that was that I always wanted to be um, I always wanted to depend on myself, like whatever situation I found myself in, I always want to work and I always want to do that to the best of my ability. And I, I, I wasn't, I didn't do well at school. If I go back a little bit, I wasn't brilliantly academic and I never really knew what the benefit of school was going to give me. And I obviously learned then and there that actually sometimes for some people, it isn't about the academics, it was about life skill. And I think it was at that moment that I realised, actually, you know what, I'm going to be okay. And if I work hard, 
I will get to where I want to get to. And that I think has been an ethos that I've, has, I've carried with me for life. And I love that is that kind of going back to that resilience that you learned by actually doing and being able to kind of see things for yourself. And I think it's a, it's a great skill that some of us tend to actually, uh, you know, develop when we are a bit younger, especially when we go through that time when we, you know, if you want something, you think, okay, I'm going to make everything that I can to get it. And then once you do that, you realize, as you say, that the skills that people have are very different. And I love the idea of life skills because I don't think we talk about them enough sometimes, how yeah. important they are in our future. And I kind of, as you say, they are stayed with you for such a long time and well, probably they contributed in that yeah, as well. It's important. And I think that that is why I'm determined still now because I want my kids to also adopt some of that, that, you know, they are very lucky. They, you know, have a nice garden and, but actually that you have to work for what you've got. It just doesn't come on a plate, I think. And I, and I think that kids, I mean, at the moment they're learning resilience, obviously on a whole different level with COVID, but that doesn't mean to say that they can't learn the importance of, of getting a job and getting a skill. And again, that doesn't have to be an academic skill. It, it can be um, something else and it might not happen now, it might happen later. Love that. Thank you so much. Now, Kevestian, the number to two. All right. Quick fire question number two. What is the best investment, £100 or less though, small investment, maybe even less than that, that you have made in the last six months? Is there something that you, it can even be something that you did maybe, not that you bought, but small investment, uh, £100 or less. Oh my God. It's not a quick fire round. <laughs> I'm trying to think. It's so funny because whenever I think about investment, I then automatically think, what have I done for the kids? I never think about something that is personal to me. So I might go with something personal to me because that's the best way. And actually what I would say is, is it something that hasn't, hasn't cost me any money as yet? It's just costing me time, which is, I think I mentioned to you before we came on here, literally I have invested my time into trying to bring some spin classes to people that have wanted to do spin so actually for me it's not something that's made my well it has it's made my life better because I love teaching spin and I'm unable to do that at the moment so I guess it is in terms it's it's not money spent it's time spent and yeah I guess that that is something I've done for me and for a lot of us time is money in a way you know what I mean I think there's a lot of value in that as well so obviously if you can and also you know it's something that for you is an investment because you're putting the effort into it in order to be able to give back so I love that that's that's great as well now the last but not least this one might be actually the quickest one Uh, (laughs) and it's you know a bit more fun is um what would be a trivia category that you would be really good at and why is that Okay, so it would always be uh, film and TV (laughs) or like actors, actresses. And that is because I used to work in film and TV and I used to to love all that sort of stuff. So it would be my, you know, when you do Trivial Pursuit and it's, I mean, it might have changed slightly now, but Pink was always uh, arts and entertainment. And and, um, I would always go for that one. I couldn't answer anything else, actually. I never even understood the questions, let alone be able to give the answers. But, yeah. One of them was the pink one. It was like, it's Kate, it's Kate time. Come in, it's bring time. it in. It's me. Bring it in. I love that. Is there any any specific kind of like films, if you could choose like something specific, or you would say like, you know, just bring it in, I'll give you anything? 
kind of anything really like but it would have to be probably you know like now I don't really get much time to watch many films so I would go with you know sort of 80s kind of films you know a bit of bit of Breakfast Club a bit of kind of you know all of the Emilio Estevez and the Rob Lowe's and the Charlie Sheen's you know all of those guys were Brad Pitt Johnny Depp oh Best all era. them. Um, I mean, I'm gonna say all them classics, and then some people are gonna be like, <laughs> "They are not classics." And we're like, "Well, you know what? <laughs> For us, they were." So that's that's as good yeah. as it gets. I love that. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Okay, so when I say warm, and we're not warm already, but yeah, it's just kind of nice to kind of hear like a couple of little bits in the background, like just seeing your story as well. And obviously, you mentioned the different ways that we have like supported each other, and obviously worked together. And I just wanted to say once again, congrats for your award last year um which obviously by the way is a creative impact award that's why i yeah. definitely know that that happened instagram uh, we were really really happy to see you coming as a shortlist and even happier to see you as a winner so i'm really really happy i wanted to ask you aside from that amazing achievement obviously <laughs> what are you looking back at in 2020 and you really felt like was a great testament to the resilience we talked about resilience a lot so i think is a great way to start from the year any achievements anything else that really made you feel quite I mean do you want me to cry are we allowed to cry in these podcasts and um, I, I'm gonna put on the breakfast club and put simply mind on and just put the breakfast club and you can just go for it it's funny you should ask me that question actually Fab because I wrote a little blog the other day I've never done a blog and I'm really bad at I'm really good sorry at giving other people tips for um, staying motivated and being inspired and how to look after themselves and I often I actually I think we're all guilty of it I never look back and think wow you did that or wow you've 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 done that and that was that year and that was kind of but for me last year and I, I finished my blog with saying that the thing I'm think I'm most proud of is a lot of the things that I did achieve so obviously the award with creative impact I was you know women's health sweaty betty workouts all of that but on a personal level and in the blog I come very honest about it I found myself in lockdown and you, we, you can stop me if I get if this goes the wrong way uh drinking too much and I was drinking too much and doing my workouts and I have a quite an addictive personality uh, as it is and I was definitely found myself using wine at the end of an evening. Uh, I think people who, if they're listening and they've got kids, might resonate with that. Or just people in general in lockdown. You know, it was kind of like a timer. Okay, six o'clock, long day. I'm alone or I need something. And I was, yeah, I found myself just not in a great place. At the same time, I found out I was going through perimenopause. And I was a mess. I was having heart palpitations. I was having breathlessness. And actually, nobody would know any of this because I just, as usual, pick myself up and dust myself off. But um, I then got my dad, got a, the, the diagnosis, as you know, of terminal cancer. And I was, I looked and I was like, you know, this, this has got to stop. I want to, to be a successful fitness persona. I want to inspire women over the age of 35 to believe that they can still achieve everything. But I'm not telling the truth and I'm hiding behind wine and I anyway I made a huge decision actually at the end of December I guess to to take stock and so I think the thing I'm proudest of I guess it takes us slightly into January is giving up all of those things and, and recognizing 
what I needed in order to achieve and to be proud of myself for what I've achieved and actually proud of myself for giving up alcohol, proud of myself for looking back and realizing what needed to change. Because I think for people, that can be a really hard thing. You can just keep going and you can keep functioning. But actually to look back and go, what do I need to change to make something better is a huge achievement and something that although it can be quite scary to face up to, I think you should, anyone should be really proud of themselves if it's a if it's coming from that space. And it's so important as well. So thank you so much for sharing that because I think it has been a conversation that it's been hard for a lot of us because there are side effects, call them, or elements that have been brought up by obviously us having to completely change the way that we live, the way that we work, the way that we interact. And coping mechanism are addictive personality myself. Yeah, uh, unsurprisingly, uh, like like a, a workaholic, but you know it's that really exactly also that. It's um, <laughs> my mom, but it really oh yeah, you told yeah. Me that. But it really reminds us of the element of we all try to find best ways to cope with things because even and I think it's so important that you said that again. And especially as you mentioned the fitness persona, obviously what you do. And I think sometimes we forget that as a creative, as an expert, as somebody that wants to help others as well and inspire others. You also, you know, you also, we also want to be able to show up obviously online to share our message, to obviously to inspire people and to help them out. But then it's also that reminder of, you know, being able to find a balance between also being able to help ourselves. And I think there's a lot of strength and there's also a lot of, elements that need to be navigated when you are going through something that nobody can see because obviously it's not something that maybe uh, you're ready to talk about especially where you are in the middle of it but also you're still trying to show up for others yeah. as well and there's a lot of strength and also there is a lot of resilience within that so I wanted to ask you how how were you able to still you know function like quotation marks but how were you able to still show up despite all of that especially before you felt you were at the end I don't know I honestly I don't know I think again it goes back to maybe that thing when I was 17 18 that I would always show up and be present and do it but I didn't want anyone to find out I guess you know so if I didn't show up I I guess I was would be admitting to myself that there was a problem and I wasn't maybe ready to admit that there was a problem and I think it's really clear at this point as well to say like it doesn't I think it was Suzanne Constantine actually was saying, you know, recently, it doesn't, the word alcoholic can be such a, a, a broad term. Alcohol is a drug, it is addictive, and it kind of comes in whatever form. And I think that, I mean, I, there were some workouts that I did, and I got up and I did, and I talked, and I was like, wow, you know, I might, I, by five o'clock at night, I might not even remember doing that, you know, and it's a terrible thing to say. But I just want to, I just, actually since saying it the amount of people that can resonate with it and go okay maybe I do need to address it because I thought it was all right to have those cravings and it is it, it's fine to have those cravings but if you're having them every night and I did feel I definitely felt by the by November it got out of hand after my dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and I was beginning to to not be present really actually all around with my kids with my family and I think that was when I realized I was doing that and I was throwing myself into work I guess I did the reverse and tried even harder and tried even harder and actually sort of found myself becoming almost un like not really authentic because you, you can't you grab onto everything and you lose a sense and you're just treading water how did you because I, I I really understand where you're coming from when it comes to that obviously copy mechanisms can actually be different ones and especially when you find what can I do what have I got control on right now 
work can be one thing that maybe say I have control over this as well so obviously you're going to try and focus on that and I wanted to ask you when you obviously said you wrote it down in a blog post as well when you opened up about it aside from obviously for yourself how was the response what what came after that for yourself what have you seen as a response so I feel about 50, 50 years younger I feel like there's just been a huge weight lifted off my shoulder and actually I think sort of the saddest thing was my daughter's actually said that she feels I'm more present which obviously I love I have you know which I'm very honest about at the same time sort of giving up alcohol I have started HRT um, hormone because of the menopause and the two you know don't go hand in hand the drinking and that I feel like I feel like I'm starting now like this is the beginning again so although last year was amazing and I had some amazing achievements I'm feeling really flipping ready for this year to just throw some more shit my way and power forwards and make it just yeah I'm hoping for good really I feel more positive that's great and and again like I think it's just really those those times can teach us so much about ourselves as well and and it, it can be hard because you know when you're showing up for others constantly um it can be hard to kind of like take that time back almost kind of like that reflection and be yeah. open to think okay some elements I need to start again I need to get back to this and I need to almost make a bit more space I wanted to ask actually about that do you find what would you find help is helping you as well? I'm wondering whether the boundaries is something that you built in or maybe it's more like reflection, time to check in, you know, because obviously sometimes some things that we cling on to as coping mechanisms is also because they allow us not to think about what's going yeah. on. So I was wondering what, what, has, what has been working for you when it comes to helping you out, especially, you know, in the times where you're still trying to obviously improve. I think being honest and sort of letting people in, and obviously for me, I use exercise as a huge tool to cope. But I think that side of exercising and teaching people is a whole nother world that probably needs to be talked about one day. But I think as soon as as soon as I said it, I felt like I could breathe again. I felt that I'd got something off my chest. So I would say my, cope, my coping mechanism now and creating that space is being honest and actually embracing that change embracing the change in me and kind of just not hiding and not not that is just you know that's just opens up so many doors it just opens up that huge um sense of relief and actually because now I'm not rushing to maybe have another glass of wine I can step back and actually sit and breathe and I might do some more stretching or some more relaxing or you know put my kids to bed and stay with them for longer and read with them for longer so all of those little things give me it's not time to myself because as a, as a parent, that can be hugely difficult, but it's giving me quality time in a in a quiet space rather than that hecticness that was there. So what, what around, obviously, this is still the beginning of, of a new journey, which is always exciting, especially when whichever the journey might be, actually. Yeah. But what is something that you are either looking forward to or something that you feel it's going to really help you channel that into the year. It can be work-related. It can, you know, maybe personally. What is something that really makes you feel excited about where you're going? So obviously two, the two things are the spin and then my, the online one-to-one personal training app website that I'm hoping to launch later in the month. Uh, sorry, later in the, later in the year. So obviously those two things are hugely exciting. But what I, I would really like for this year is to to definitely try and I guess with the apps I will but to make a difference to a lot of women to to the demographic of women that I feel aren't necessarily represented 
as much as we should be you know at sort of you hit 35 36 and menopause takes over and you're caring for parents and I do feel uh, as much as it's brilliant that we get exposure on uh, how one can feel great in their 40s and their 50s it often does tend to be people who are obviously in the public eye and I'm not saying that I need to be a spokesperson for those people but we need to start uh, celebrating real women and real people who have the real pressures and I wouldn't take anything away I'm not saying that celebrities don't have real pressures they do but the chances are there might be a bit more help behind the scenes and everything I do everything that I'm putting out there I have absolutely no support so on top of what I'm doing I'm cooking 15 meals a day because there's five of us you know I'm wiping bottoms I'm having questions about maths and French and da 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 so I would love to, to try and make 2021 like a year where a few more, I don't know, platforms just kind of go, okay, let's let's look at some real, real women just sounds like such, such an awful thing to say, but just reality, you know, something that can resonate with people. Like I was talking to someone about doing something the other day to do with menopause. And again, they used this a celebrity. And I said, that is brilliant because what you're doing is you're getting the message out there. So you can spread your message but that message then needs to be, you have to resonate with it as another woman. I have to go, God, I, yeah. And I can't with some, some of the people that's all. And that's a huge call to make, but I just feel we need to empower reality of women and sweaty menopause and just, you know, I don't know. Well, I guess we're tackling an industry that obviously wellness in itself has got, Loads of facets that we could look into, but I think fitness from a retired personal trainer, I should mention, for the little time that I spent doing it, actually, it was only a year. But I do know even from that, like that it is in itself the subcategory of the industry that is wellness that also really needs to have a much well-rounded representation of the different stages that people go through, especially women, because we go through, as you mentioned, especially with the hormonal changes, we go through so many different changes and it's not just that type of representation and there's the inclusivity when it comes to people of different uh, demographic, different genders, different races. So it's really kind of being able to open that. And I think it's such a big hurdle and it's great that you actually found what your, you know, not just what, what the niche is, because that could sound sometimes just very yeah. specific, but also what what are some of the struggles that you really want to champion and actually open a conversation about? Because it's really about I, that conversation that is on it. I just think I want fitness to be relatable. Like I tried to work for a few other apps, fitness apps that are out there, which is why I'm going on my own. And I'd said to a couple of them, you know, I think you should diversify. I think it's great what you've got. But actually, as a 40-year-old woman doing those exercises as much as it's wonderful to see someone younger do it it would be really good to know that I don't have to look like that's not what I'm going to look like like I have wobbly bits and um I have cellulite and I don't wear makeup and I have wrinkles and I have moustache if I don't dye it and I get one odd hair that comes out of my chin and I just I I think fitness shouldn't be perfect it shouldn't look perfect it needs to in, to inspire and resonate and for people to relate I think it just needs to be normal love that no no I'm the 10% love the fact that fitness should be relatable again that's really what it should be about because movement should be for everyone it should as you say it should make people happier it should empower them it should just also help them release and I think that 
that need to make sure that people feel like they can do it and they don't have to aspire to become somebody else or to have something specific in order to be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm never, ever, ever going to have a six pack, okay? Well, I could, I really, I could, but you know what you have to do maybe to get that six pack is just make some huge sacrifices and I'm not willing, okay? So there are people, it's, it's that mentality. I'm not willing to necessarily, and I can't fundamentally change what I, I am doing in order to necessarily get that. And it comes down to good genes and all of that sort of stuff. I get that. But I think that's what it's got to be. You've got to work for your insides. You've got to work for that mental health. You've got to work for your well-being and everything else on top of that. If you get a six pack, that's great, but don't let that be your goal. And so therefore that shouldn't be our vision and that shouldn't be what we are made to see. Like it would be, do you know what I'm saying? That's how I, you want to see just normality and someone fit and healthy, regardless of age, shape, size, anything, just bringing it. Older I people. love that. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's awesome. Uh, now, before we close off, I wanted to ask you, what is one of the ways that you feel like you've been able to grow within, obviously, like communities and not just creative impact, obviously, but also other communities around online and how has that helped you as well, being able to kind of carry on that message? Because I think that's a lot of what we fear, especially when we're doing our own thing, is being able to bring people together and actually be able to, again, come up as, as a unity in our community and supporting each other. I'm going to be really honest here and say, and this isn't a, like a hoo-hoo, uh, you, you, Creative Impact, have been pretty much the only platform I would say that have given me support and make, made me feel welcome in, in a space. And I'm not going to lie, and I, I put it in my blog. I reached out to a lot of other, not necessarily, well, I suppose communities, groups, influencers, uh, asking for help to spread my message to the demographic of women that I was trying to reach. And I get the people are busy, but a lot of sometimes I was met with silence, which last year I took very personally. This year, that's fine. I, I'm strong. I can handle that. But actually, I would say that... I have felt most supported by you guys. I, I, I can't think of anyone else. So that's my answer. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And it means a lot that we're able to do that as much as possible. See, everybody's only human, but is that these little things? And I think that's the most important thing to me, like being able to open up that conversation and actually let other people speak. Um, that's kind of what we're about. Obviously, we also want to say our message, but you guys have got so many different missions so many things that you want to change and if we can help you a tiny bit to open up that conversation then my job is done for the day I can go and put my feet up <laughs> no I love that and I think that that is where you're so unique and that is where it is so important because people aren't heard and voices are shut down and you know it's not about causing a storm or trying to it's like you say it's about it's about being heard and nobody has to listen but at least if you've had a chance and you feel slightly better for it well, thank you for the whole chat. It was amazing. Thank you so much. I'm glad we managed to survive the, the office bunker. Nobody barged in, <laughs> she says. Uh, the last question, the hardest one, before you tell us where to find out more about you. But first, if you were to have brunch with anyone that are alive, who would you choose? Who would that person be? Oh, who would I have brunch with? Wow. Especially because it means we could be able to have brunch again, which in itself would be great. When we can have brunch, dead or alive. I mean, I was going to say, 
this sounds no who i don't gosh god you've got me there i mean that is a question to throw my way i think i would have to say sean connery oh nice <laughs> now i want to know why though because i just think he was the bonds of all bonds i i, I love his voice and I think he was, I just, I just think Sean Connery. I don't know why, that sprung to my mind. These are the best ones, we had Elvis ones as well, so don't worry. I could have gone, I was going to kind of go deep and I was thinking, you know, you could go deep, but actually I think I've gone deep enough and I'm, I think Sean Connery for me is, you know, he would be fun to have lunch with. Brunch. I as well, I mean, either, <laughs> maybe, maybe both, you can have like a Scottish brunch. You know yeah. what? I, I, I'm taking that because I think sometimes it's, and also I think um, as a as somebody who loves artists myself, music mainly, but we're still there. It's just fascinating to be able to talk to somebody that is so into their craft or, or was yeah. so much into their craft, regardless of whether it is your industry or not. You can learn so much from them as well. Yeah, and you know you could have gone like Robbie Williams or Gary Barlow. Like I loved all those boy bands when I was younger, but that would just be for like the wow factor. Whereas I think. You know, Sean Connery be a mind of information and I bet he's got some really fun stories, had some really fun stories. Oh, yes. Well, if people want to find out more about you and obviously maybe like a geek out about Sean Connery together, where should they go? Uh, so best one uh, at the moment is obviously my Instagram, which is KateRH underscore fitness, all things fitness related, uh, free fitness classes. Yeah, and, and come on in and, and lots of menopause chat if that should be your area just saying so yeah that's where you find me thank you so much for being here with us no, thank you thank you so much for listening don't forget to check our show notes for more juicy goodness about this episode if you loved it please take some time to give us five stars on itunes and make sure that you let us know your ha-has and takeaways on instagram at creative impact co also you can find out more about us on our website at creativeimpact.group. <laughs>